Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I am joined by our wonderful guest, Christina Lenkowski. So Christina is a forward-thinking publicity strategist, an educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility. Christina demonstrates uh, <laughs> how to go from the best-kept secrets to go to expert in your industry through being a guest on other people's podcasts. So that's wonderful. Here she is. She's a guest on ours today. And pardon as I read a few more notes. Uh, during Christina's 13 years of PR agency and consulting work, she's helped clients earn spots in print publications like Martha Stewart Living, Sunset, Reader's Digest, and Big Life, and online coverage and msn.com and travelchannel.com, just to name a few. So this is going to be fantastic. Today, Christina and I will be talking about uh, how to appear on podcasts. To It's a great step to, for entrepreneurs and small businesses to lead to new customers and more sales. All right, Christina, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And um, I will say, I know it's a little meta to have someone on your podcast, uh, you know, as a guest talking about why it's important to be a podcast guest. Um, but I'm excited to get in front of your audience and, you know, share that knowledge that I've learned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and this is a, a, a topic near and dear to my heart. Um, because I'm a guest podcast. I'm a, on guest podcast usually every week. So this <laughs> is same, same. Great, I love it. I'm addicted. Yeah. This is a great sales solution for everybody out there. And before we get started, for any of our listeners who are joining us for the first time, make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to our Claim Your Career Crown podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're on the subject, hey, go ahead and share the love and click all five stars. All righty. Let's dive into this, Christina. So we're both sort of on this p same page that we believe guest podcasting can help grow your business from speakers to authors to entrepreneurs. I mean, I think it's a great B2B solution, B2C, wherever you're at. So why yep. is it that you think guest podcasting is so helpful um, and works for so many different people and careers? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great question. And I think the answer to that that I have is that I've seen it in my own business. Um, you know, when I, so we said in the beginning or when you introduced me, I worked for PR agencies, marketing agencies for a really long time, well over a decade before I had my daughter and I decided to, um, you know, go into consulting rather than working at an agency full time. And when I did that, I wanted to start a online course. Um, my area of expertise was tourism PR, tourism publicity. And so I built this online course and I wanted to get it out into the world. And so I did what all the, um, you know, online marketing gurus said to do, which was I dumped a whole lot of money in ads and I did some webinars, even though guys, I taught publicity. I did not do any publicity the first time I launched this course and it was an absolute flop. Um, you know, I didn't sell many units, like anything like that. I put all this time and money into it. And so the next time I launched the course, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this my way. And so I started to get myself booked on podcasts, which this was a few years ago. So podcasts were still, up and coming, you know, I mean, people were doing them, but they weren't like how they are now where everybody listens to them and that type of thing. And I just saw the incredible change that I had in my business. Um, I had people seeking me out as opposed to me chasing down leads or chasing down customers. You know, people were coming to me and say, hey, I heard you on um, Lynn's podcast, you know, really liked what you had to say about X, Y, Z. Um, what are the different ways that we can work together or, you know, what do you do for consulting X, Y, Z? And so I just saw this in myself. I saw this happen in my own business and I've seen it happen to other entrepreneurs, small business owners, et cetera. And so that's why I decided to make the pivot into doing this work only where I, I specifically work with my private clients to get them booked on clients. And then I teach people how to get booked themselves as well. Yeah. No, I mean, guest podcasting is great. And I'm going to 
further that, Christina, because I've already said I, I'm on a guest podcast every week and we yeah. don't do any paid advertising. Um, everything comes through the, like the podcasting funnel for our business, specifically the sales consulting and sales training that we provide. And so right. one of the things that's really great about it is when you think about how that you can build rapport with potential customers is that you're mm -hmm. talking in someone's ear. You have their, their, and usually they're doing a solitary task. You know, they could be out gardening, they could be out walking or jogging, uh, they're driving, commuting, or just, you know, uh, going from yeah. point A to point B running errands. Taking your kid to school and back. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you have this really almost an intimate relationship. And when yeah. you provide people with takeaways, immediate takeaways that they can implement and take action on that are easy, mm -hmm. you give them value right then. Yeah. And they get to know you through your voice. Um, and yes. your voice becomes your brand. And mm -hmm. nobody can know your brand and who you are as well as, you know, you and your own voice. So that's another reason it's so great. And also when you're on a lot of these pat podcasts, you build that uh, thought leadership. You know, you're mm -hmm. a guest, you know. Yeah. Uh, so let's sort of move into how people would get started. So they've decided they want to try it or maybe they did it once or twice. Maybe they had a terrible experience. <laughs> so I think so. What, yeah. what would you invest in, and how would you get prepared? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just gonna say I think um, what I typically come across is not people haven't had a good experience, but they just had things land in their lap. So maybe one or two people, you know, reach out to them, were like, "Oh, I'd love to have you be on my podcast. Will you come and do that?" And so they do it. They have a great time. They really enjoy it. They probably don't really see any kind of conversion out of it because that's not what the mindset they went into it with. You know, they were kind of more like, well, this would be fun. And they asked me to be on it. And so X, Y, Z. Um, but, you know, for me, the things that I'm doing with my clients and the thing that I would recommend you do first and foremost is ask yourself a couple questions. One is, who is that ideal customer? So who are you trying to get in front of? And I think that that's a big thing that people overlook. Um, it sounds so basic, but a lot of people just want to get on podcasts and they don't necessarily think about if it's the right audience or not for them. And so this is something that when I when I start with a new client, I ask them first, first up, who is that ideal customer to you? Because that's who we want to get in front of. And, you know, when I start to send podcasts their way or something that people ask me a lot is like, well, how big is this podcast? It doesn't matter if it is the right audience for you. And you you kind of spoke about this, Lynn, saying you're they're listening to you. If it's, I mean, I don't care. I'll go in front of a podcast, they have 100 downloads. If it's my ideal customer that's listening, that's way worth it for me. Um, you know, I if, if someone were to call me and be like, hey, I have this event coming up, I'd like for you to speak in front of um, this group of 100 people that are your ideal customer, you better believe I'd be booking that flight, booking that <laughs> hotel room, getting in there. And I think that's the thing that people need to remember is number one, get in front of audiences that are full of your ideal customer. Um, because just getting in front of a bunch of people that don't really care what you have to say, isn't going to do you a whole lot of good. Um, the other thing that I always like to, to have people think about before they start is what is going to be that call to action. So what is it that you're going to have at the end of that podcast? Because every podcast host, or at least most of them, at the end of their podcast, they're going to say, hey, how can people find out more about you? That's the question they're going to ask. Lynn's going to ask me that at the end of this. I guarantee it. And you being able to say, here is where you can find out more information about me is the, the other thing that you really need to have in place before you get going. And maybe that's setting up a, a free consultation with you. Maybe that's some kind of getting on your newsletter list and getting a download. It might even be following you on LinkedIn or on some other kind of social media. That's perfectly fine, too, if that's the top of your one of your funnels. But we just have to make sure that there's strategy behind it. And that's the number one thing I would say before you get started. Who is that ideal customer and what would you like them to do at the end of your interview? Absolutely. What I like to say is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. So what we want to do is absolutely think through that strategy. And you're singing to the choir here. Um, yeah. I really think there's 
like a few other things that I would recommend that you do if you want to be using this as a platform and absolutely understanding who that ideal customer is, but also what's the customer why? What do they want, need, or lack? And uh, that's going to benefit them so they can, because mm-hmm. you want to really be speaking to that so they can, so that they yep. really make that connection. Uh, the other thing is that you do want to have go through and have a little bit of equipment, you know, having a ring light in front of you so you have good lighting, having a mic so you have good sound. All of those help that experience for the podcast listener. They uh, do, and, but I also yeah. don't want people to get hung up on it. So that's something no, I always say. Like, yeah, no, I, it's not like, yeah, you don't need a studio in your home. Sorry, I'm no. interrupting you, but yeah. No, I, no, you're not. Inter- you're interrupting me with facts, Lynn, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm always down to be interrupted with facts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's one thing. I, I just don't want people to get hung up on, well, I have to have this $300 mic, and I have to have this and this and that. You you don't. Um, you know, especially when you're just getting started having some AirPods and, you know, a, a wind, being by a window, like you said, so you have some good light is okay. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this big production. If you decide down the road that you want to invest in some nicer equipment, heck, I had nicer equipment when I came on with Lynn and it didn't even work. So that, you know, <laughs> that, that's also what can happen. So, um, you know, just keep in mind that it's, it, it, it's not something that you have to have when you're just getting started, I would rather, and I think Lynn, you would agree with this. I would rather you start pitching because it's all about progress over perfection. Um, especially when it comes to podcast guessing. Yeah, no, you learn by doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And you know, honestly, uh, you can invest in a $20 ring light and I'll include, I'll include a link to the one that we use that all of our team members use. And honestly, it's $20. It's bulletproof. I've had mine for two years. I move it all over the place. I take it with me sometimes uh, when I go, it's like so easy. And um, it also has the whole thing. So if you want to be on the iPhone or your, you know, your phone and you do Facebook lives or Instagram lives or LinkedIn lives, whatever they are. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's and then, you know, um, and but I totally agree. You don't have to have all the fancy stuff over time. We've upgraded to more professional mics, things like that. Um, I actually have studio lighting now, but you know, that's, you know, we've been, we're into it for three and a half years. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and that's great. That's the way to look at it. Invest over time in the things that, you know, once you, once you feel more comfortable, once you're like, yes, this is something that I want to do, that type of stuff, but you just gotta, you just gotta get it going, you know, yeah. at that first. And cause the first interview you do, you're going to be so nervous. Yeah. Um, you know, the first few, you're going to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, da, da, da. it's going to work out just fine. I'll tell you that, but you're going to be nervous. And um, so that's, that's what's my thing is just do it, just get started because then you can kind of grow from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, my first one, actually the first half of it was terrible. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was so nervous. My voice was shaking. I was, oh. I had spent all this time prepping for it. And then the host completely threw me off. Yeah from the first moment. And then yeah. halfway through, I sort of started to get into my groove, but I did it. I did the first one and the second one it. was 300% better. And then, you know, yep. here we are <laughs> yeah, yep. plus episodes later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I know I just said it, but it applies in so many ways, progress over perfection, because yep. the first few, you're going to be so nervous. Like you say, you're going to be sweating. You're going to be, you know, your voice might shake a little bit. Um, a thrust, a, a th- I just said a thrust, a host might throw you <laughs> off. That's what I meant yeah. to say. Um, you know, and they don't do that on purpose for the record. That's not like what they're, what they're going in there to do, but they, you're naturally having a conversation. So they might just ask a question that comes up, you know, and if you, you know, you might be like, Oh, I wasn't prepared for that. And yeah. you know, it's, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's, it's all going to be good. Um, you know, and, it, and it's just getting going. Yeah, but it's it's you're right because you people can still hear you being authentic and they can yeah. um, sort of they can lean in like ah you know and sometimes you can also say that you know I'm really nervous and then yeah. the listeners know that you're really nervous and they're gonna cut you some more slack. I know I used yeah. to do that when I was up doing presentations and big conferences and stuff. The first few, I w- I would say you know I'm really nervous. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I had one where I was not even a planned speaker and they had this gap. And they asked me to come in and fill the gap. 
And I was, oh, like, that's a little terrifying. I was like, like, I was like, and I had 15 minutes to prepare. So it was like deer in the headlights for the first two minutes. Yeah. It's like, and then I went, okay, what am I going to say? And I'm like scribbling notes on a napkin. And I, but by then I had been doing it enough that I got up there and I said, okay, first off, I wasn't even planned to be speaking. So yeah. let's lean into this. <laughs> I'm going to do the yeah. best I can. And then everybody exactly. does. It's like, they're going to, oh gosh, God, God, I'd hate to be in her shoes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> I know. And then I just sort of went through that whole thing. And yeah. so, um, you know, these are all great tips. And I, I guess a couple other ones about getting started. Definitely look at your LinkedIn profile because hosts are going to look at their you there. And another great way to get on podcasts is actually create a guest profile um, on one of the hosting sites like mm -hmm. Podmatch or Podcast Guest. Mm -hmm. So um, now let's talk about because you are so dead on really thinking strategically, Christina, mm -hmm. about finding the right podcasts for your ideal customer avatar. So yes. how can they do that? How can they go about that? Yeah, it's a million dollar question. It's a million dollar question for sure. Um, so the biggest tool, this is one thing I always like to say, I don't have any fancy tools in my business. I use the tools that everyone else has. So the main tool that I use for research is Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Um, that's the big thing that I use and that's what I teach my students to use as well. Um, so I kind of have you know, that's where I do most of my research and kind of one of the ways that I go about doing that that I recommend is, you know, if you find someone that has a similar ICA, ideal customer avatar, like Lynn said, to you. So let's say there's someone else in the podcast pitching world that I'm like, oh, they have a similar audience to me. Let me see if they've been on some podcasts. Hot tip, they work in podcasts, they probably have been. But, you know, that's my industry. Um, I put their name in. I'm going to see what comes up on iTunes for that. And I'm going to go in a little bit further. I'm going to dig a little deeper. So I'm going to go on to some of those shows that they've been on. And there's this really cool feature at the bottom of iTunes. So like I'd scroll to the bottom of the page and it says you might also like or yeah. people that subscribe to this also listen to. And that is where I do the bulk of my research. Um, now, I have to set a timer for myself. Lynn can see this. I realize if you're just listening, you can't. But it can be a real rabbit hole. Yes time um, to start looking and researching, especially in iTunes, because then you find one you like, you're like, oh, well, now I want to listen to a couple <laughs> at least that's how I am. And so I have to set a timer for myself. But, um, you know, I know during that time that all I'm doing is research, seeing what's a good fit for that ideal customer, um, you know, maybe reading some reviews, really taking a look at what they've already talked about and who their audience is, who they seem to be. Um, you know, that's a big thing. And one thing that I know people are wondering is how do you know how big it is? You know, how do you know how big it is? We already talked about that a little bit of the importance of that. But the fact of the matter is you don't know. I don't know. You aren't going to know. Okay. So the amount of downloads that a podcast has is not available publicly. So the host will know that information, but unless they want to share that with you, that's not something that you're typically going to know. So that's why I say it's so important to really be looking more at who their audience is as opposed to getting hung up on the size, because, again, 100 people that are your ideal customer are better than 1,000 people that aren't that interested in what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. And over time, like people still listen to our older episodes. So the oh, other thing absolutely. is, as a podcast grows and gets more and more listeners, it's mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, you find a book series that you like, an author that you like, yeah. and you go, okay, well, what other books has that author written? I want to buy a bunch Absolutely. more. And so then Absolutely. they start listening to other episodes and skimming. Oh, this one looks interesting, right? Yeah. And then they start listening to other things. It's, you know, it's, so it's, yeah. that is a really good point. I think another thing is to also think, I always recommend people think outside the box a little bit. So I, you talked about authors. Um, and I actually was on the Women in Publishing Summit, uh, well, at the beginning of the month. <laughs> Seems like a lifetime ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but one of the things I recommended for authors is so uh, I use this example. If you write cozy mysteries, I'm a cozy mystery reader. One mm -hmm. of my authors, she is a, uh, a uh, event planner and she also right. loves to cook and entertain. And so one of the things is that you could create like an event planning checklist, right? And then you could go on some event planning shows, doing the research that Christina just talked about. 
And the thing is, is that you've obviously either worked in that field or done research in it because you're writing about it for your character and a cozy mystery. Well, this audience, they're event planners, but they read. And then you yeah. send them a link so they can not only get that checklist, but a part of, you know, like a, a prequel or a, a a chapter out of the book or a character study. It doesn't have to be the whole book. OK, first of all, authors, you do not need to give away your whole book. Yeah. All right. Stop thinking like that. There's so many other ways. Yeah. yeah. But if they're uh, event planners, they may be inter- entertained in reading about them. Right. And the other yeah. thing is that that. A woman, she likes to cook, right? I mean, the main character of this book series I read. So you could go on shows and then you can link back to recipes and then the books, once again, providing a snippet. Here's some recipes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many ways that you can, these are all people who could potentially be great readers for you. Now, of course, you want to do some of the author or mystery type author shows, but this is a way to widen your field. And Mm -hmm. I know that for... Um, both of us, I'm sure that you've done entrepreneurial podcasts that are focused on entrepreneurial things. Um, yeah. I do that. I do ones on leadership. I do podcasts on sales. Mm-hmm. I do shows that are more geared towards a female audience for women who are, um, you know, really looking to get that grit and gumption so that they can, you know, scale their careers, those ah, types absolutely. of things. And so that all those different, you know, you there are ways that you can go a little bit outside of your box and attract a new um, audience to you. But Christina is dead right. You still want to be in that core niche of the product or service mm-hmm. um, that you provide. Yep. And that's a really interesting point, Lynn. Like, you know, I do go on a lot of podcasts with that have an entrepreneurial focus or that type of thing, because that's who my my typical customer is that, right? There's someone that's a speaker, an author, an entrepreneur, and they want to get out in front of a bigger audience. But I also happen to be a type one diabetic and a special needs mom. And so I've also been on podcasts that talk about those things, too. And was it necessarily to move the needle in my business? Maybe not. I mean, that's great if, you know, if something happens out of that. That's not what I go on it for. But it's, you know, but it's important to remember that you have so many different facets of you that people want to hear about. Um, and, and that's okay to explore that. Like you can have fun and go on some podcasts that to you just would also be a good time. And if you get some customers out of that, that's awesome. But if you also really enjoy it, then it's well worth your time. Yeah. And I, and uh, the, those shows, they also have another purpose too, because they still show that you being on these other shows as a thought leader and your authority, (laughs) it improves your SEO. Um, (laughs) you get out there. And your clients, you know, they want to know that you're a whole person, um, right? And that, yeah. and that there are other facets of your character and they could find that, that, oh gosh, she's diabetic. I'm diabetic. That's an area yeah. of common ground Absolutely. and it immediately builds that another niche of rapport. So yeah. those are, they actually build that. It's sort of like this whole cauldron, you yeah. know, that's boiling and steam's rising and it smells yeah. wonderful. The aroma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in that cooking, aren't you, Lynn? You're oh, still yeah. thinking about that. I from, uh... I'm going there. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, that you've done your search. You found some, a podcast you think would be a great show. I actually had done that. I showed how you could, if uh, one of the mystery writers, you know, like they were um, a vet or something. And, you know, you start looking for shows or actually in my case, it was a, they baked kitty and doggy treats and stuff. Anyway, it was a kitty yeah. and doggy bakery, but same thing, found the show and you went, they had a website, you went to the website and they actually right there on their site, they had a whole bunch of shows. And it was like, you could, you could apply right then and there to get yourself on the show. So mm-hmm. how do you go about making that pitch? Um, what's your advice? Um, what's the, the do's, the don'ts, the must um, for yeah. an effective pitch? Yeah, absolutely. The pitch is where it's at, you guys. This this is this is where the magic happens, you know, absolutely. Um, and the big thing that I want everyone to remember about pitching is you need to go into pitching with a mindset of service over self-promotion. And what I mean by that is that you need to go in providing actionable tips for their audience, who's your ideal customer, by the way. Remember, we, t- we talked about that. Um, but providing actionable tips that their audience is going to be able to use. Um, as opposed to, 
hey, here's what I have going on that I'd like to sell on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, that's, that's, and you know, Lynn, you probably get a lot of pitches that are like that, where people are more just like, hey, this is what I have going on. You want to have me on your show? And there's no sort of like thought behind it of like, this is how I think I could benefit your audience. And I got to tell you that for most of the hosts I know, that's a huge turnoff. They it's don't want to work with people that aren't aren't interested in actually providing value to their audience. And they can tell, oh, they just want to come on and essentially do like a 30 minute commercial of themselves. Yeah. Um, on there. You know, so I Lynn's shaking her head right now. If you can't see like she's like, yep. No, I mean, this, <laughs> this happens a lot. It happens to a lot of podcast hosts. And so. That's why I always like to say to people, like, you got to go in with that mindset of service over self-promotion. Like, here's how I can help your audience. Here's why I'm qualified to, to talk about this. Um, you know, and, and that's pretty much it. When I send a first pitch, I'm really trying to make sure they know, hey, I'm qualified to talk about this. Here's a couple topic ideas that I think would be a, a good fit for your audience. But I'm open to suggestions that you might have. Um, and then, you know, let me know if that sounds like a good fit. I'm not sending them eight paragraphs about X, Y, Z. I'm, I'm like, this is what I have to offer. Um, this is what I think could be a value. And I'd love to come on the show. Right. And you're right. And not only the host, but the audience, it's a total turnoff if you're just trying to promote yourself the whole time. Um, yeah. and yeah. they're just going to tune out. And not only that, one of the things that's really cool about guest podcasting. So I really got serious about being a guest on a podcast last year in yeah, March. It's sort of ironic. Um, but by September, after doing it for six months and um, I, everything changed, I no longer had to ask anyone to be on their show. I now yeah. get people asking me to be on their show. And awesome. I'm now on a show every single week. I can't book anymore because, I, you know, but yeah. it's literally I've got, gotten to the point now I'm a little bit pickier. I, but yeah, that, that's, that's what happens because other hosts are going to tune in if they're questioning and they're going to listen to an episode. And if all you do is self-promote, you are gone. So yep. because yep. they need to be delivering value to their mm -hmm. audience. So to your point, it's a spirit of generosity. You want to mm -hmm. give. And when you give like even the do it yourself stuff, a lot mm -hmm. of people are going to realize, well, this is way more work than I anticipated. Yeah. I need to hire an expert. Yeah, this is an expert. They are obviously an expert. And yep. so it, it's a really self-fulfilling um, when you lead with that type of generosity, reciprocity comes back. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. A hundred percent. And so to me, that's always kind of the biggest thing about pitching is like, just remember that the other thing is don't don't make it too long. Um, you know, they like I said, you don't want to be having eight paragraphs about X, Y, Z. You know, I typically say. Uh, two or three paragraphs max. And then I typically have a couple bullet points um, for topic ideas. Um, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, that's all this in there. And I can't harp on how important the topic ideas are. 9.9 um, .9 times out of 10, a host will take one of those topic ideas. Um, you know, they, they, you've already done the heavy lifting for yeah. them. Um, and that's, they're busy. Lynn, you know how much work it is to do a podcast. Like they're busy people um, and they're getting you in front of their audience and you're not paying them for that opportunity. So make it as simple and easy as you possibly can for them. Um, yeah. The other thing that I would say is always use their actual name, their first name. Um, that may seem like, like you're like, yeah, obviously, but you would be surprised at how many pitches go out that are just like, to the producer or to, you know, dear host, um, you know, or something like that. And guys, it is super easy to find the name of the podcast host. It's literally on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, like right under the name of the show. It you, takes, you just, and you can listen to the first few minutes yeah. or a minute, 30 it seconds. It's going to take you one minute and that's going to make it so that they actually are like, you, you, when you say dear host, they're not reading any further. Like we're, we're done here. Like, I don't, I don't need to know any more about, you could be the biggest whatever in the world. If you didn't take the time to, you know, do any kind of research for them, that's going to be a real turnoff. Um, the other thing that I like to do, um, and this is where the time really comes in when it comes to pitching. Like I average about a half hour per pitch that I send, um, you know, is that I'm going to have some kind of connection with them. So I'm going to have listened 
to something that they've that they've done, um, you know, and be able to connect in that way. So, you know, for me to be able to say like, hey, I listened to your thing about this X, Y, Z. I really found it interesting because I've had this happen or whatever it is. Um, you know, hosts want to know that you've taken the time to to listen to their show um, before you pitch them. And that doesn't mean you have to have listened to 10 episodes. You have to be a subscriber or anything like that. That's it's all good. But just show that, like, you've done some research here. I know I keep saying that, but it's like, that's truly what it's about. Like, you've taken some time to see what they've got going on in their business. Yeah. It's when you invest the time, that's when it pays dividends. And I, I do the same. I actually look through their, like, at least their last or their last 20 episodes, because I also mm-hmm. want to make sure that I suggest three topics um, that are um, fresh. So. Yeah. That's, that's, great, that's great point. not the same old thing. So you want to definitely skim that and see, okay, well, what's new that I can yep. present? Um, yep. And then it's not that you have to be out there with whatever is the cutting edge news story. It's just what have they not talked about? Okay. Mm-hmm. And ironically, we have never talked about being a guest of podcast on yes. Claim Your Career yeah. Crown. And yet I've talked about <laughs> some other shows. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The other thing is that uh, to your point, you know, you want to, I also make sure that you tell them that you're going to be sharing the episode far and wide because it's, it's a reciprocal, mutually beneficial relationship. The podcast host. So in our case, when Christina goes out and shares the show, she's going to be exposing our podcast to a new audience. Hi everybody. (laughs) Joining us for the first time. And in return, we're exposing our audience. Hello, audience. This is wonderful Christina. So that they're able to learn more about her. And so from a sales perspective, you know, that co-mingling, that's really what good sales is about is mutually beneficial relationships. Absolutely. And one of the best parts about being on podcasts is the relationships with the hosts. Yeah, Um, that's also a huge, huge thing. It's probably my favorite part of this work that I do is like after being on this interview with Lynn, we actually know each other like we've had a conversation and that's awesome. That yeah, means, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you feel like you're a kindred spirit by the end of the show. I, I know. Like you're like, did we just become best friends? I don't know. Did that just happen? <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's that's the the awesome part about this is like keeping that relationship going. And maybe that's as simple as, you know, you follow each other on social media and, you know, stuff like that. But it can also lead to a podcast host, maybe recommending your product or service to someone that they come across and vice versa. Um, So that that's the big thing, too, to remember is it's all about relationships. Yeah. Well, we've had I've had guests on a second, third, even more. You know, it's just like we have this great conversation. and Yeah. We have, yeah so um, and I've <laughs> become friends with some of the people who've been our guests awesome. yeah. where I've been the opposite, where I've been the guest first. Yeah, it's, it's a great way. So, you know, let's talk about, um, you know, so we're sort of been touching on this whole piece about appearing as a guest on podcast gaining these new fans, these new customers, and ultimately driving sales. Well, you know, let's really break it down. So let's answer our audiences why. Why should they invest the time and energy to do this? Oh, man, I got to tell you guys. Um, so I, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but I think it's really important to break down. People talk about marketing all the time in their business. Okay, they talk about marketing, marketing, marketing. Um, and marketing breaks into three pillars, earned, owned, and paid. So a lot of us focus on the owned and the paid. So paid is like it like it sounds like pay for ads. Maybe you pay for an influencer campaign, something like that to get leads onto your onto your list. Your owned is stuff that you own. So your e-newsletter, your website, your social media channels, um, all that good stuff. And then earned is what publicity is. And that is the one that people are the most scared to do um, because they don't know what the return is going to be on it. You know, you do a paid ad, you can kind of say, well, this was directly from this and it cost me this much. You can't really do that with earned media as much Um, because to Lynn's point that she said earlier, people are going to find you way later. They're going to binge on a podcast. They're going to find you six months down the road. You're going to have no idea where they found you from, but suddenly they want to hire you. You know, um, they heard you on something and they're ready to go. 
sometimes it'll be obvious, you know, I'll be on a podcast and I'll see a, a good size bump to my email list or something like that. But again, sometimes it's just way more subtle, um, you know, and, and that's kind of the things to keep in mind. It's someone that started listening to me on a podcast or that's when they join my list and then they buy my program six months down the road, a year down the road. Um, so that's kind of the thing that that I like to say is when people arrive to you. So if I'm on, you know, you like what I have to say on this podcast, you decide that you want to find out more about me, you follow me on social, you join my e-newsletter list. Um, you're already right arriving further down the funnel for me than someone who uh, just found me off a cold ad, a cold yeah. Facebook ad or something like that. And that doesn't mean that those things aren't important. They are. It's just that you need to be doing all three. And I find that a lot of people are just focusing on two and they get nervous about doing the earn. They get nervous about spending their time. But the fact of the matter is when you get a lead from some kind of earned media opportunity. So like being on a summit, being on a podcast, maybe you get an article, something like that. Those leads are warmer than a lot of other leads that are going to come into you. Yeah. No, I, I think another point, I mean, to be perfectly honest, we don't do paid ads. I stopped doing that last year. So, yeah. um, and, Dude, and we actually have better results when we dumped them. Uh, mm -hmm. But that was for our business. It's very personalized. One, Absolutely. Um, you know, one. Uh, I, I work with small companies, so often there's like could be 18 members that we're working with at the same time. Right. But it's essentially a one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, virtually live service. So, <laughs> but um, you know, that intimate setting. But one of the things too is that those shows they actually have a real value, and that's your authority and yep. that SEO and thought leadership. Because yeah. when people go, I, I've had so many people will say they go to our, you know, in the news page and they go, Mike, you have been on so many shows. Yeah. And I, and are so, I, it's like, and I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm, I do it a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, and what's funny is most of those things are are from the last year. Now, some of them are go back in time. We actually had to recently do the go back thing because like companies, you know, unfortunately didn't make it. And um, so we had to still link up to where, you know, like, so they can read the article or whatever it was. That had been posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original article I wrote, cause I used to do some of the Harrow help a reporter out and stuff like that. But yeah, um, it was the same thing though. A lot of work, a lot of churn. And I really didn't see any, a lot of results from that, but being on a podcast, it's that authority and increase in your SEO uh, yeah. You're talking to people in a very intimate way, it, directly into their ear, and they're listening to you, and they're getting to know you, that like, know, and trust factor. And that's oh, our first mm -hmm. stage yeah. of saying, you know, people want to do business with people they like, that mm -hmm. they trust, that they mm -hmm. feel like they know. And when yeah. you're on a guest, as you're a guest on a podcast, you're allowing them in to learn about you. Yep. Uh, um, one thing it's, it's, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh, sorry. Um, No, I was just going to say about the credibility. What you just said is, you guys, I'm not joking. When someone goes on to your website and you have like 10 logos on there, a podcast you've been on, it doesn't matter what size the podcasts are. That is a huge credibility booster for people. Like they are like, oh, wow. They've, yeah. they've been on all these things. Like, oh, they, they definitely like, they clearly know what they're talking about. Um, you know, so this is someone that I can feel confident in. Um, so that's huge. And the other thing I was going to say and why I focus on podcasts um, is we talked about this at the beginning. The big, beautiful thing about podcasts is that you get to have that call to action at the end. And that is what makes it different from responding to Harrow queries um, and being maybe featured in a magazine or something like that. Those are great for, I mean, dude, if I'm able to put like a top-notch magazine like on my website saying, hey, I was featured in XYZ, that's great. But is that going to actually drive anyone to my list? No. Is it going to drive anyone to my, um, you know, social media? No. And I'm just laying facts down here, folks. This, this is just what I'm just having a real convo with, with Lynn right now. But that's what it is. Like in regards to building up credibility, being on those other outlets is fantastic. But when it comes to driving people to your list and making money, being on podcasts is where it's at because you have that call to action. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, and that's why we switched. I mean, I used to do all that and, and I was, I was featured on USA Today, Chicago Tribune, a bunch of yeah. others and it's social proof, right? I mean, Absolutely. those are great, but I realized it's like, it was a lot of work and uh, a lot of, uh, on it, trust me, people, there's so much heavy lifting to make that happen. There yes. is a point, uh, but I sort of got that cred and then I, I transferred to podcasts and yeah. I, and I honestly, because I'm constantly on them, our SEO is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, and it's just that same, that exposure, that thought leadership, that authority, yep. um, it really does matter. And it does matter. able to talk about, and once again, it's just, anyway, we're, we're singing to the choir here. It's fabulous. It's, it, it really will help your business. Um, yes. So, I, Christina, we could talk about this all day, but what are your final tips <laughs> uh, for being a yeah, great podcast <laughs> guest to drive exposure, credibility, and boost your sales? I'm sorry, I cut you off. What was the What oh. was the question? I apologize. <laughs> My, bad. My bad. No, final tips uh, for our audience to be a great podcast guest uh, to mm. to drive exposure your credibility, and to boost your sales. Okay, I might have to get a reminder of a few of those things, but we'll start at the the top. Um, you know, I think the best thing about being a podcast guest is being prepared when you are on the interview. So, and I don't mean doing hours of prep before beforehand, anything like that. I don't mean anything like that. Don't get scared. But what you do want to do, and what I always do, is listen to one of the shows before my interview. So literally the day of an interview, like I listened to to, um, you know, claim your career crown this morning. I get into it. I get pumped about it because then I kind of, you know, I, I get back excited about like, OK, I'm going to be a guest on the show. It's going to be awesome. So I do that. I look back at what I'm going to talk about, like what I pitched, what, you know, we decided that we were going to chat about. But generally just being prepared because there's nothing worse than the podcast host taking the time out of their schedule. And then they get you on and you obviously have never listened to their show obviously never, you know, uh, talked about any of this before, you know, you weren't prepared on what you were going to do. Um, so that's always a big thing that, that I think is being a good guest. Um, I'm not doing it right now because I kind of hurt my foot earlier, but typically I'm standing and I think that that helps a lot. Um, so I'll actually, I have a standing desk and I'll pull that up when I do a lot of my interviews as well. I think that just helps bring the energy, um, naturally. Um, when it comes to, uh, another thing about being a great guest and Lynn already talked about this, but just um, promoting the heck out of it once it comes out. Um, so putting it on all your social media channels, putting it in your e-newsletter. Um, I send out a weekly e-newsletter. Um, well, every week just said that yeah. when I said we <laughs> um, guys, it's every week. It's nuts. Um, so I do that. And at the bottom of it, I always put like where my clients have gotten coverage, where I've gotten coverage. So even just putting in there like a little note about, hey, I'm talking about this on this podcast, you know, go ahead and take a listen and then I'll put it on all my social channels. Um, another thing that I do that I highly recommend is I get an episode, like I'll take this episode and I'll cut it up into some different one minute time pieces. Um, and then I can put those on my Instagram. I can put those on my LinkedIn and then I'm tagging Lynn again. So she's like, it's just kind of continually getting that content out there. And that's the beautiful thing about podcasts. It's not a one and done thing. You can use that content over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and it's a great way in sales because if you have a sales team, you know, they're needing to do outreach and follow up. And as the owner, the the president, what, you know, if you're doing yeah. a podcast, then that becomes an ass, a sales and marketing asset. And yeah. for your sales team as well, you know, you know, our founder just did this great podcast on oh, great um, idea you yeah. know, on, on rocket fuel to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Well, yeah. And and well, you know, well, I mean, whatever you're yeah. doing for your business where it makes sense. Right. And yeah. this is where you can listen to it. These are the top three things he covered or she covered. Oh, and those great. are. That's really those nuggets that are really valuable. Um, so even if I, I I don't do any kind of scripts when I'm a guest, but I still have a topic and I know some of the top things I'm going to cover and I make those notes. And when the show does publish, I'm going to let them know th these are the things that I talked about, right? Yep. And that's, a, that's a great point. Say what you talk about when yep. you promote it. Like instead of just saying, hey, I was on... 
um, claim your career crown. And then that's it. Like, I, and, and that's it. Like, you know, I want people to actually listen to it. So I'm going to say, hey, here's some of the stuff that we talked about. If you want to learn a little bit more about XYZ. So that's a great point. Yeah. No, I mean, this is a great episode for somebody who's even wanting some DIY advice on how to get yeah. started and what, it, yeah. why it's important to do. I mean, hopefully we've answered everybody's customer. Work. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, I hope you're excited to do it. Um, you know, the, the thing to remember about pitching my, my words of wisdom, I will, I will give here at the end is that, um, a, you're not going to land everyone. So don't be stressed about that. Okay. Like I wish I landed every pitch I sent, but that's, that's not the way it goes. Yeah. So no, it doesn't work. doesn't work that way. You don't sell to everybody. You sell, you, you, you pitch. Exactly. To either. You don't sell to everybody <laughs> you pitch either. Like that's, that's the way that it goes. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. But the other thing is that pitching is something that you just need to, um, have be a part of your marketing and be doing regularly. And that's kind of the, it's, it's truly formulaic. I mean, you need to come up with topic ideas and stuff like that, but the general structure is all going to be the same um, when you send a pitch and that type of stuff. So it's just a matter of carving out the time to do it um, and, and just doing it regularly. Um, I have, I do a VIP day and that's where I get clients like uh, totally set up so that they can have a member of their team pitch on their behalf. That includes training for the team member. And that's kind of something that I've seen success with for people because they um, it's just hard to do that sustainable visibility work all the time. Like, I think people get really excited about it and then they just kind of like let it go. Um, you know, you just need to build it in. Even if it's once a quarter, you spend a day and you just do pitching. That's actually how I pitch. I pitch on a pitch sprint style. And so instead of doing pitching regularly, I take a client, they have one day and I just pitch the heck out of them on that day. Do follow up a little bit later. Um, you know, that type of thing. So figure out what works for you. Yeah, no, I mean, those are all really great points and follow up is certainly important. Uh, yes. And, you know, having, um, you know, to your point, I really like the customized approach with your pitch, you know, that um, yes. I see a lot of pitches that come in that are, you know, because we get pitched every day to be on our show. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we currently have a queue of over 200 people who want to be on our show. But oh, someone like yeah. you can break through and get on the show right away because mm -hmm. you were very specific. And because we get these generalized things, it, it could have yeah. been sent to anyone, any Tom, Dick, or Harry, Harriet, yep. uh, Thomasina, yeah. you know. <laughs> and instead, um, you know, and they talk about all this person's authority and what they've done and this and that. And it has nothing to do with about us, right? I would yep. I'm sorry, but when you're selling and you're selling to a client, um, mm -hmm. and I, I learned this selling huge multi-million dollar deals to big companies like Costco and Starbucks, et cetera, is that yeah. they don't it, you're in the room because they've already done the research and you're qualified to be in the room. They don't want to yeah. hear about you. They want to yeah. hear about how you're gonna do whatever it is so they can't. Right. And so you just I yeah. don't even cover that stuff. I sort of tack it on at the end. By the way, you know, here's a booklet with all of our information. If you haven't had yeah. a chance to review anything yet, I'm assuming yeah. that they're smart people and they know yeah. that we're in the room for a reason. And I go right in for what's in their world, what's going on in their world. Yeah. And that, you know, that that is the same thing with this pitch. When you break through, you're going to break through noise that way. Mm -hmm. Like I listened to this episode. I like this, this and this. This is what I can bring to the, your audience. These are three topic yeah. ideas. That's all great. I'm going to share this episode far and wide. Yeah. Um, and those are the things they want to hear. Like, OK, yeah. yeah, you like our show. You think that you're a good fit, which is great. You've got ideas and you're right. We haven't covered these topics yet or yeah. for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to share the episode. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Win, Move. win, win. You stack your yeah. wins. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love A, that you just got so passionate about all that. You could tell Lynn was like, when this is going to happen. No, I loved it. I thought it was awesome because it's true. And it's, it's what you just need to remember. The customized pitch, I guarantee you, like, Probably I would say the industry standard of getting, and this isn't like saying, oh, what we do at Felicity Christina is, is whatever. It's just saying you need to understand the difference of people that are sending cookie cutter, 
um, kind of pitches that, you know, they don't have any customization, they don't have topic ideas, you know, they're, they're maybe getting accepted 15%, 10, 15% of the time, maybe, I don't know, you know, at, at our agency, we're getting accepted 50, 60% of the time and on, on higher level shows, um, you know, because we're doing that research. And I'm just saying this to tell you how important that part is. Um, it's so important to have done that research beforehand. It's not the sexy part of publicity, you know, that, you know, people just think about the, oh, you're on the podcast, da, 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 da. And yes, that part is awesome too. But like, it's it's going to be the pre-work that you do and it's not always going to pay off. But figuring out how you can go about it quicker um, and how you can, like you said, kind of make that impact on a host. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, this has been such a great conversation, Christine. I know we could have gone on longer, so, uh, but it's really great information. And I know our audience is going to want to know more about you and where they can find out about you and how to leverage guest podcasting for success in 2021. Absolutely. Um, so do you see what she did there, guys? This is what's going to happen at the end of uh, the end of each of your episodes. It's going to happen. Um, so I actually have a page that I would love to direct your audience to which is publicitybychristina.com um, backslash booked. And I know that Lynn's going to have that in the show notes, so you can um, get that there. But if you go there, I actually have a free resource that you can sign up for that'll get you on that, that awesome weekly newsletter that I talked about. Um, but also you will get, um, I have a checklist that says, here are the things you should have ready before you start pitching yourself as a guest. So kind of some of the stuff that we talked about today. Um, and then there's also more information on the ways that you can work with me. Um, you know, I, I do work with with privates, cl uh, privates, cliently, clients privately. There we go. <laughs> there we go. See, see, guys, we're all going to make mistakes um, and it's OK. Um, you know, I work with people to either do pitching on their behalf or I do those VIP days um, or I also teach. Um, I teach uh, a lot as well. So. You know, any anything that sounds of interest to you is great. You can also follow me on Instagram at publicity by Christina and that's by with an X. So I thought I was really clever publicity X Christina. Um, so uh, you can follow me there as well. But truly, I love doing this. I love helping entrepreneurs um, get their voice out to more people, get in front of new people and just continue with the sustainable visibility. Yeah. Yeah. Share your passion. Yeah, absolutely. This has been such a great conversation and we will include all Thanks. those links. And if for anyone out there, if you have ideas that you'd like to share, please leave us a comment. We love to hear your thoughts. You can also uh, email us at join the conversation at petite If you have an idea for a topic for discussion, we'd love mm -hmm. to hear that as well. And mm -hmm. Hey, if you want to, be on top of everything and not miss out on a single great episode um, or any of our resources and tips that we provide. You can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitetoqueen.com. So thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. And Christina, it's been such a pleasure. I love the energy. This has been so great. Thank you. Thank you.